Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. You're the one I trust. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. And this is episode 111. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please follow us on social media for more information on upcoming shows and guests. Subscribe to that YouTube channel to get all the shows first. Click the bell for notifications. But if you prefer you prefer your shows in audio format, you can get uh, every single show we do, interview we do at uh, your favourite radio and podcast platform. Links are in the description for everything. Just uh, search Ace Podcast Nation in the uh, platform, and it'll come up. If you want to just do the football stuff, 
follow at AC Footy Show on all social media pages and that will streamline your experience. And just while we wait for the chats and the, the various platforms that we are live on to fill up, um, big thank you as ever to Black Diamond Sports for all their support around the channel and the show. Uh, they're a global sports agency. They represent sports stars from around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages, links to which are in the description and the closing credits at the end of the show. Today's sponsor, as usual, Bespoke Financial and Mr. Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial is giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So I urge you all to check out that deal and also all the services which they have on offer because it is uh, cannot miss stuff, particularly in the uh, the day and age, the COVID era as it were. So uh, I urge you to see if they can uh, they can help you out. They can give you that cover which is needed at this time. And uh, as we've discussed before, they uh, they look after Andy in uh, various policies over the years, and uh, and to this day he still uses them. And uh, speaking of the man himself, the co-host with the most, the goal collector. He is the fox in the box. He is the king of the Millennium Stadium. The QPR dream killer, David Jones' favourite son, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. Good evening, mate. Another Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy um, Friday, indeed. Yeah, another, another enthralling week uh, for various reasons. Championship Your games. Guys is in straight away. Um, yeah, straight away. West Ham are, are on fire by, fire, by the way. Jesse Lingard was unbelievable the other day. Um, more signings. Obviously, deadline day. Pat came and went. Thank God. Um, end of a merry-go-round. So hopefully we can um, uh, we can just focus on the rest of the season and see what see what joys it brings. But I've just seen uh, tonight. Obviously, Swansea play play Norwich City tonight. So it's a massive game. Massive game. Just games massive. are just huge in the championship. Yeah, the Jacks are on fire, mate. They're uh, really looking good at the moment. Um, also, can someone someone message Gavin? Because uh, he didn't get the notification on Monday and he messaged me yesterday and said, can you remind me? But um, I'm not in charge of the Facebook notifications going out. They go out automatically. But um, someone send him a message. Tell him, remind him that it's 7 o'clock. It's Friday. Time to talk championship, among other things. But um, it's exciting, exciting times, mate. Championship's yeah. starting to hot up towards the end of the season now. Yeah, um, cream's, got, cream's starting to rise a little bit, I think. Yes, so uh, I think we'll have a bit of any other business to start, my friend, and uh, we'll talk some transfers. Championship transfers. Well, mate, I think there's only one place to start, and that is... Nathaniel Mendes Lang is no mm. longer in exile from football. He has uh, signed for Middlesbrough on a free transfer uh, after he was sacked by Cardiff City approximately four months ago. Um, I think I'm going to start on this one, mate, just to get us rolling. I know I normally throw it to you first, but uh, I'm I'm irked by this. We discussed this just now a minute ago, just a little bit, but I am irked by it because um, obviously we had Mehmet Dalman on the football show on a Monday. Um, yeah. They had a recent meeting with fans, uh, the club did, where they discussed, you know, basically saying the club is in a lot of financial difficulty. It's uh, it's, it's very difficult times, as you know, we know, with the clubs losing £3 million a week, uh, a month, 
back when we had him on the show. Uh, so then you've sacked a player with no explanation to the fans. No one knows why he was sacked officially. Um, and then four months later, he's gone and trained on his own in Dubai for a few months with his uh, with his you know his family and stuff like that. And he signed from a rival uh, who are you know is very close in the league in terms of points between Cardiff and Middlesbrough. They've also got Neil Warnock. Um, in Neil Warnock's brought him in on a free. Cardiff could have got two million from him for him in this January, which goes a bit of the way to the solving the financial trouble which Cardiff City are telling the fans that they're in. Am I wrong? The whole thing doesn't doesn't add up. You know, what I mean, there's there's, there's got to be a, a rabbit somewhere because uh, footballers are, are, are possessions. You know, what I mean, the prize possessions. So he's got a value, and regardless of what he's done right or what he's done wrong, you know what I mean. And it can't be something severely wrong, or everyone would have heard about it. You know, what I mean, this is what this is what concerns me. You know what I mean? So he's made a, he's done something, which is which is which has meant that he's had his contract terminated. His contract's been terminated and he's been free to join the club in January because his contract's been terminated during the season. He's, he's signed on a free transfer for another championship club. He'll get him paid similar, if not more, money for another club um, because teams are in a, in, a, in, a, in a position where they can go for promotion, etc. You know, he's, gone to, he's gone to a club who, who he knows a manager. He's gone to a club where Middlesbrough paid decent money, wages-wise, um, because they don't really buy many players, so they, they can afford to go a little bit, little bit better. I, I, I just don't like it. I don't like it because Cardiff City have been struggling for money. So why lose out on a potential transfer fee? If that's half a million, million, seven hundred fifty thousand, it's free money. You know what I mean? Why would the why would the the waste that opportunity to, to, to sell him? You know what I mean? If he's if he's done something wrong, find him, put him on the transfer list, suspend him. Yeah, do yeah, something. Suspend you know, put him on garden leave, something. but 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 to sack him and then for him to go. Then be able for him to leave on a free transfer. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. It's not a business decision. And for me, I think it could have been handled a little bit better. Unless, unless we are not being told the whole truth and he's done something severely wrong. But then, but then Middlesbrough are not going to pick up someone who's got uh, totally agree. Totally some agree. sort of serious. For totally instance, agree. and this is, I'm not saying that this is the case. For instance, if there was some sort of police prosecution yeah, in totally the works, agree. Middlesbrough yeah. are not going to sign him. Um, like Reese has said there, uh, Nathaniel Mendes Lang did an interview where he said it was his hardest year of his life. Uh, he's had a lot to overcome. He's, and Reese says he sounds like drinking or some form of addiction. Um, I got told something along those lines this morning from a friend of mine. And I said that there's no way in 2021 Cardiff City are sacking someone who's got any sort of like mental health, mental health or addiction issues. There would have to be some sort of breach a contract or there was another terminology which you used I can't remember what it was gross listen misconduct side, I think I listen said listen as well something uh, like it would have to be something like that to be if someone's got an addiction sackable. problem if someone's got an addiction problem no sacking them's the worst possible thing you know, how many players be, have we seen over the years mate there's uh, got to be a, recent there's, times there's, like exactly, there's got to be a, there's got to be a support mechanism they've got they've got to help people out you know what I mean it's 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 I, I just, there's something there's something amiss you know what I mean and, and I do hope one day that the truth does come out because I think supporters deserve to know the truth and because Nathaniel, Nathaniel Mendes Lang was a big fan of supporters, you know, supporters loved him, the way he played, you know what I mean, he had a good interaction with fans, you know what I mean, everyone, everyone still to this day respects him and, and, and appreciates what he did for the football club, but so there's that, a question, res- that, respect, would, that, that respect would go if, yes. if we didn't know, but 
and the rules that players suspended due to performance drugs kept quiet by the PFA. Um, no, because well, he wouldn't be able, he wouldn't be able to play now because if he if he failed the drug test, he would be banned for a year. So he wouldn't be able yes. to play now. Middle, and middles wouldn't touch him because he wouldn't be allowed to play. So yeah. I, I don't I don't I, I don't know. Unless I can't was, imagine it's that. Yeah, because he'd, be, he'd be suspended if it was drugs. Unless it was a rec- whatever. Unless it was, it was a, unless well, unless it wasn't a banned substance and there's there's there's, there's a, but then a loophole you can't sack a loophole him, can you? a loophole somewhere. But then you can't sack him. So it's. It's 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 there's a touchy subject and there's and I think there's a picture which, which is unclear. It's very it's very grey, very misty, yeah, and um, and it's yeah it's very it's it's. But listen, for for a club's misfortune, Middlesbrough's gain. They're getting a very good footballer who, who for me is is if not one of the best wingers in the championship on his day. Uh, yeah. He can score goals, and he has done in the Premier League. His his assist record in the championship and in the Premier League is is very good, very strong. Um, and Middlesbrough with with Balassi as well as a new signing. They've, they've recruited yeah. really well. So, all credit to Neil Warnock. He's been very shrewd in bringing him in and the decision yeah. uh, to, to get back from the chairman. So, Cardiff's uh, misfortune is, is, is obviously Neil Warnock and Middlesbrough's gain. So, it's, it's, a hu- it's huge yeah. for them. As usual, Cardiff's misfortune is generally brought on by themselves, as is such is life. But um, we're all used to that. One thing, like, i got to say, the thing which irks me the most, so forget the reasoning and whatever it may be, is the 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 points difference and stuff between Middlesbrough and Cardiff is not a lot. Um is if Middlesbrough finish sixth and Cardiff somehow get to seventh and Nathaniel Mendes Lang scores eight goals between now and the end of the season and gets a shed load of assists, that's the difference between Cardiff making the playoffs and not. Mm. Now then you're not just talking about the financial side of it, but you're then talking about like You've let you know you screwed yourself over on the football pitch yeah. as well, yeah. Um, and that's a problem yeah. for me because when you combine yeah. how what Neil Neil Warnock has already done with Middlesbrough, with a basically the same squad that they've had of late over the last couple of years, I know he's signed a few players now, but um, if he can get a tune out and then Mendes Lang, as you've said, on his day can be one of the best wingers in the league. Mm. Um, that's a problem for me as a, as a Cardiff fan. No, no, listen, I totally agree and. And Neil is. Uh, people wonder why why he does so well in the championship. Well, this is another one of those reasons why because he scours the transfer market. He spends hours and hours and hours, weeks and weeks and weeks, looking for these players, and finds players who trust his philosophy, buy into what he does, and Nathaniel will will reap the rewards. You know what I mean? He won't be match fit. He won't play a lot of football probably over the next month. He'll probably come on as so, but he'll, he might play half a game here and there, but. I think in the long run, towards the end of the season, if Middlesbrough need a playoff push and they need a couple of wins and a couple of goals to get into the playoffs or, or to cement that playoff place, they've got an unbelievable player in that position to uh, to get that to get that job done. Um, yeah, staying on the transfer uh, line of things, Reese says uh, you think that's bad. Cardiff signed Cunningham for four million today. He signed for Preston after mm. they cancelled his contract. Yeah, and he says the clubs are shambles, but like. That's another one, isn't it? Like you look at what they, what do they sell Pats and to Sheffield Wednesday for? That was a couple of hundred grand, doesn't it? Mean? Yeah, and, and, and listen, issue, I think um, I think yeah, and obviously um, obviously when uh, when the chairman came on the show, uh, he spoke about uh, a transfer committee uh, who made the decisions, and and for me, I think um, I think they could do with a little bit of help and a little bit of uh, advice, someone to advise and, and 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 give them some direction about bringing players in, letting them go, because. They're losing out on a lot of money because if they told Preston North End that they had to pay half a million pound to get 
to get Greg, then they would have signed him for half a million pounds because yeah. they're desperate because they just left it, lost a play at Liverpool, who they got money for. Oh, yeah. So you know what I mean. So they would have been in a good position to pay that. And the, for me, they've 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 lost a little bit of uh, you lose a little bit of face and a little bit of respect from supporters because. You know what I mean? One minute they're saying they haven't got any money to bring players in, but they're letting players go and losing millions and millions and millions along the, along the way, which doesn't look very good. It's not, it's not a business decision, Sam. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, on a more positive note, uh, Borough brought in, they brought in a couple of wingers. They've brought in uh, uh, Cabano, uh, Nes- Neskins Cabano. Um, yeah, they signed Balassi as well, didn't they? Um, yeah, Yannick Balassi, yeah, he played, he played last weekend. He, he, he didn't obviously leave it till, uh, till the last That's minute of the window. Great. But... Three great signings made there. Yeah, well, Balassi's been rumbling on for about a year now. They've been trying to get him into the football club for a year. It hasn't managed to get him through. He, he went to Sporting Lisbon ahead of Middlesbrough a year ago to, this, to, the, to the window. They went on loan. Uh, they tried to get him in there um, in the summer. It didn't happen. Um, obviously, he's, he's, he's on a big contract at, uh, at Everton, so it's, it's a difficult one. So I think he's running out of contract in the summer. So he's in, a, mm. he's in the shop window, so to speak. So I think Middlesbrough will be lucky if, if he plays like he did at the weekend. Um, he won't stay at Middlesbrough too long because he was, he was very good. He's a Premier League footballer. You can tell he's got right. the quality. And, and if anybody follows him on Twitter, by the way, he's amazing. Follow him on Twitter. He's funny. He, he interacts with everybody. Everybody. It's a, it's a weird one, though, mate, isn't it? Because. Um... He's not just a Premier League player. I think he's a very good Premier League player. Um, so it's uh, it's a bit bizarre, but maybe he's not as consistent. Like on his day, he's phenomenal, but maybe he's uh, maybe he's not as consistent. Oh, consistency, consistency is the key, side. Si. You know what I mean? It, it's the hi, Gav. Um, no consistency. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Keep coming, Gav. We keep we cheer up, mate. Don't we? We cheer up. Um, it's uh, listen. It's it's about getting the best players that you can get, you know. And and I look at some of the signings. I I wonder that would will teams spend money? Will teams bring people in? And I was quite surprised with the amount of players. And and but a lot of teams have gone down the route of bringing players in from the Premier League who aren't getting games and game time, like Balassi, um, like other players. Uh, Henry Lansby, for example, dropped out of the Championship. And there's there's some very good players who've uh, who've moved over the last week. It's very interesting. Be very good. So what do you make of um, jo- uh, Johnny Williams signing for Cardiff City? Welsh like international. Him. I like playing him. Playing for so, Wales yeah. is probably yeah. his best football. Yeah, I like him. I, I, I like I like how technically very good he is. I like uh, that he, his effort, his enthusiasm. He's obviously on, on an undoubtable, very good, very good technically good footballer. Um, his, his, his assist record is good. He scores scores goals from from wide and from and from, from deep. Um, I, don't, I don't let his size. Creative. You don't let his size um, mislead you. Um, you know, I mean, I watched the uh, the Netflix um, um, Sunderland Netflix um, shambolic uh, program, and uh, uh, obviously he signed during that time, and uh, and I just couldn't believe how good he was. You know, what I mean, seeing him training, seeing him in games, and. He just looked very strong, and obviously when he got his, uh, he got moved to Charlton. He's played for Ipswich. He's played for some very good football clubs, very big football clubs, and and uh, with him being Welsh, I think the Cardiff fans will relate to. They'll, they'll give him a great opportunity. They'll, um, I think he he'll take that that uh, pressure off uh, Wilson, Tomlin especially, um, and hopefully if he can get a tune out of all three, will it be a better three behind a one? Not for me. No, it's um, it'd be interesting because. Arguably, Tomlin, Johnny Williams, and Harry Wilson—their best position—they all play ten. Like that's their best position. 
if you could, if, we could if Mick McCarthy was able to play, find a formation to get all three in and all yeah. three play in, then of course it would be phenomenal. But you'd have to be quite creative to do that. But also, as Reese makes point, the football which Cardiff play probably doesn't suit players that are technically very good. But maybe well, Mick McCarthy might change that. Listen, philosophies can change. Formations obviously have changed. You know, I mean, one thing I like about Mick is he wasn't scared to change it when they were two 0 down at, yes. um, in the first game, um, and then he went with his tried and tested for the home game uh, with 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 the, with the three at the back or five at the back, whichever way you look at it. Yes, he changed personnel. He brought Joe Bennett back in. The things I know we're going to talk about it, but managers aren't scared. Experienced managers aren't scared to uh, to make these big decisions, and um, I think the supporters will, will really respect Mick and respect that he's not scared to change things if they're not working and. Uh, and and bring off a big player and not play a big player I and mean, I think that's key. You know what I mean? With him letting letting go of Gratzel, um was a big call, by the way, because Cardiff are crying out for another attacking attacking goal scoring player. So do you think, so let, do you not let think it leaves someone. him short with strikers? Um, yeah, it probably does. It probably does. It leaves him. It leaves him. I probably I, I use the word bare because um, or thin because they back up his young players and to put pressure on a young player if. Um, if Kiefer gets injured again and, and pulls a hamstring, then you, you then your whole season's going to rely on young players to get them get them the goals that they need to go up, and I think that's unfair. Um, but I'm hoping that um, uh, that they can stay fit. If he's only going to play one um, and play three behind, then we've got an opportunity. Kind of going down. Kind of got no chance to go down. Mick McCarthy's a legend. He's staying up. He'll keep him up. They probably win the league with Mick McCarthy in charge. <laughs> always, always said he was the right man for the job. Um, Can't take him seriously. No, nah, he's um, look. Johnny Wilson, uh, Johnny Williams. Apparently, he had a bump in training and is out. Probably out for tomorrow already. That's the that is the worry with him. Is that he's ah, very listen, any, injury any, not injury prone, but his injury anyone's, record is not anyone's great. anyone's allowed to. Uh, he hasn't played as well, has he? So to that's going to add to that. To miss a lot of games, to miss games. You know, I mean, Kiefer Moore's missed half a season with injury, and he's still the top goal, one of the top goal scorers in the, in the yeah. championship. Which you know, what I mean, Kiefer Moore get, gets injured, we're in trouble, man. Well, it can happen, can't it? Gavin, there, that's a shout. He said he'd play Harry Wilson up front. He'd hold, the, he'd hold the ball up. He would hold the ball up. Very I think well. he, would he would be would, better would, up front than he is out wide. He, um, he he wouldn't be able to uh, he wouldn't be able to hide up there. He'd have to be he'd have to no. change his game a little bit. He'd have to fight a little bit more. He'd have to show that he cares and look like he cares. Could you see him playing like a for the word the word, sorry I, but the one that springs to mind recently is Cavani's movement playing up front on his own in the middle, but doesn't play as a target man. Like he runs the channels, runs drops in deep, does very different movement to a target man. You've got to be. Like I can uh, see Harry you've got Wilson to be doing that. You've got to be very. You've got to be very selfish to do that. There's a lot of uh, unselfish running to do you know that. I mean? Yeah, well, because yeah. It, listen, you do a lot of. I, I I did it for years, and you run a lot. Of, you run in the channel for the sake of running the channel. You hold the ball up. You lay. You lay out wide for um, for for someone else to cross the ball in. You know that, that, that like there's nothing. There's nothing fun sometimes in, in, in doing that. You don't get a lot of credit for it. You know, I mean, fans probably don't see it. They see, oh, Campbell hasn't scored again. You know what I mean? But it's not a case of that. It's doing a job for the team and it's unselfish play. And um, who, who, who put that comment in there about anyone can go down? Cause yeah, Garant. Uh, Garant, yeah. Anyone can go down. I, I totally agree. But my opinion is Cardiff won't go down. There's Wickham Wanderers. There's too many. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. There's too many teams in in this division this year who will go down. Who will go down before them? So you know what I mean? Of course, anyone can go down. Middlesbrough can go down. Still, I, do, I would say, 
uh, before Mick McCarthy came in. And as you know, Mick McCarthy was not my choice by any means. If they'd kept Harris for another 10 games, I was I was starting to get a bit twitchy. Um, moving on away from Cardiff for a second, mate. Uh, Jason Tindall sacked. Don't get it. From Bournemouth. Ridiculous Don't get it. decision. Uh, yeah. Um, what a strange, way to treat one of your own. Uh, a few... A few strange decisions that came out of Bournemouth um, over the last couple of days. Um, obviously, that was a that was a big one. They lost um, they lost a good couple of players. They lost uh, Dan Goslin to Watford, uh, which is a very strange sell because um, he's gone to a, a rival Championship club and you know I mean he scores goals from midfield. They lost uh, Josh King to Everton, which is a massive massive loss because yes he hasn't played a lot of football, but if they could have got a tune out of him, they could have gone back to the Premier League and. Um, and they lost uh, Simpson to Rangers as well. So, um, and then they're going to lose the manager. Yes, they brought Jack Wilcher in, which is which will be a great signing. I don't know if uh, Jonathan will get, will get their full time job. He's interim manager at the minute. He went in to be an assistant manager, or did he go in as did he did he go in as assistant manager? I don't know. Um, all I know is the pressure is on Bournemouth because they're expected to do well with the size of the squad they've got and the players they've got. And the amount of money that they generated in the summer was astronomical. You know what I mean? So they're they're financially sorted for for, for years for years to come. But you know what I mean? It's about the results on the pitch, and it's about getting back to the Premier League. And until they're back in it, you know what I mean? They're, they're going to be the longer they're not in the Premier League, it's going to be a scrap for like it is for Cardiff City and everybody else. But am I missing something? Like are they? So Bournemouth is sixth. Okay, Norwich, Brentford, Swansea are the standout teams. So they're you know, where they are for a reason. Reading are always up and thereabouts. Watford, down from the Premier League. Um, and then Bournemouth. Like, how much better do Bournemouth think that they should be doing in the current climate and the current way the league is? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure it makes uh, sense. I would I would love to see what the expectation of when Jason got the job. You know, I've known Jason for, for a very long time. I came across Jason... Um, Probably when I turned, I turned around 30, so probably yeah, we've got a good 10, 11 years. And uh, Jason's a good footballing man, um, loves loves coaching. He, you know, what I mean? he always had a sensible head on his shoulder. He was, I think he's very good at what he does. Uh, being a manager is very different to being a coach and assistant manager, of course. But I thought he was doing a good job. I thought he and bringing people in like Jack Wiltshire. You know, where does that leave mm. Jack? Because Jack was brought in by Jason. Jack's first interview was all all about Jason and how how impressed he was by a young manager, fresh approach and. And then that interview now looks, looks looks stupid because will Jack lose interest? Will will the new manager, if it would get, if it's someone else, will they not want to to play him because he doesn't suit their philosophy, the way they play? Um, because some people don't like players who, who play. If they're going to go direct, what's the point of having direct Jack Wilshere in the team? Pointless. So it's it's a it's a, it's it's a very intriguing situation to be had at Bournemouth. Or are they going to go down a down a different route? You know that like the biggest the biggest name around there at the minute. What I'm hearing is is Harry Redknapp. Harry's uh, a local Bournemouth man, ex-Bournemouth manager. He lives in the area. He would go back at a heartbeat, I believe, and that'd be an unbelievable signing for that football club. Yeah, spot on, mate. I think um, Gavin says maybe they're expecting miracles. Um, were you surprised to see Jonathan Wood get going there as caretaker manager? Like um, he's no, not it's, necessarily it's, it's, one of the more experienced uh, managers. That you perhaps expect to see. Um, I'd be I'd be surprised if he doesn't get the job full time, unless he's he's in interim charge for four games and he wins all four games. That's you know what I mean. The, the play not the play Birmingham tomorrow, I believe. Um, 
it's a strange one. It's a strange one that he got the job as an assistant, and then the manager gets sacked a couple of days later. How does that make him feel? Is the big is there a bigger picture to it? Is he is he was he brought in by the chairman to take over? Who knows? Yeah, it's a weird one. A um, couple of uh, signings: Norwich uh, let striker uh, Dermic go away on loan to uh, Rojic, I think you say it. Um, Stoke signed uh, s- uh, their defender Harry Suter on a new contract. Good, that is. I think he's been pretty good. Uh, what else do we have? I'm trying to think. Uh, of former, uh, uh, Brentford. Um, uh, well, well Gaz, Gaz will be able to give us an insight. So uh, Brentford signed uh, Winston Reid, centre half from um, from West Ham. So that's it. That's a big that's signing a because for me, their their, their attacking prowess is brilliant. You know, I mean, they've been struggling defensively over the last um, probably six months. Um, so be interesting to see how, how that one goes because with um, with him and some of the other centre halves they've got and defenders they've got now, they, they could be a real strength and a real uh, a real threat to the league. Yeah, I think um, I do think well, Bristol City, Henry uh, Henry Lansbury. That's uh, that how, many, how many players? How many players did they sign? Sixteen. Uh, Bristol City, yeah, they just it's just inundated with players. There was a few loan players brought in, but Chris Martin's out though for two months and he with a hamstring injury. I saw, yeah. so that's a big blow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their squads. But well, they must only have about 45, 45 players in there now. Yeah, how they how they get eleven out? Yeah, okay. must be struggling. Um, um, Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney did some good business. You know, he brought Patrick Roberts from Middlesbrough. Well, not from Middlesbrough, from Man City. Lee Gregory from Stoke City. Edmondson Lee from Rangers. He brought he got a couple of lads on loan from Everton and Man United. Um, young mm. players, so you know, what I mean, he's he's obviously targeted areas which he needs to improve. So uh, Wayne's Wayne's done some decent business. Yeah, on the uh, just on the note of Derby, uh, best wishes to Derby midfielder Christian Bilicic because uh, he suffered an anterior cruciate ligament injury in his right knee for the second time in just over a year. Um, so best wishes to him because that yeah, is uh, not nice. Yeah, not nice. Brutal. Um, what else we got? K Child says I'm sure he saw Glenn Murray. Did he go to Nottingham Forest? Yeah, good signing. Did that come off in the end. Did yeah, that... yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, uh, that, for yeah. a free transfer. So. Um, well, that's a bit of business, isn't it? Do the, do it will be if he plays two men up front because now they've got potentially the three best centre forwards in the division on paper. Ridiculous, absolutely you know? ridiculous. When you consider their league position, grabbing Lyle Taylor strikers. and Glenn Murray. Jesus, when you like over the last five years, those three have probably been in the top, you know, top three strikers in the championship. Outrageous! Yeah, outrageous. Listen, if uh, if if. I know, I know they'll probably push the boat out for Glenn because of the position they're in. Um, obviously, the manager knows Glenn from his days at um, at Brighton, so you know, what I mean, it was probably a no-brainer that he was going to go there. So there's there's always uh, there's, there's there's always a, a story behind why. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting, interesting to see um, to see how that one unfolds. But I don't believe Nottingham Forest will go down because of that kind of signing. Yeah. Um, okay. Last uh, last bit on any other business. I wanted to say, Brett, uh, kind of tie this in with Reese's comment. Reece says uh, Brentford kept hold of Ivan Tony, which is probably better than assigning anyone. Um, and I would say that about a few teams who've kept hold of their big players, particularly Blackburn, uh, mm. have kept hold of about their sort of main three. But obviously, Adam Armstrong, I didn't realise he is only 23. Um, yeah, well, I, so I knew. They've done I knew great of, to keep him. Yeah, I knew about him. And they're trying to tie him down as well. I knew of Adam as a young player at Newcastle, uh, 16, 17, banging the goals in for the youth team, watched it for the reserves a couple of times. He was really good. He got released at a young age. Um, he went to Coventry City on loan. Um, so he's he's learned he's learned the hard way. He's had a, 
Um, he's had some ups, he's had some downs, but now he's reaping the rewards of playing regular football at a young age and uh, he can make a real name for himself and, and I'd be surprised if that boy's not playing in the Premier League by um, come next season because if um, if Ollie Watkins is, is doing it, and I don't like to compare players because I think it's unfair, but um, um, Adam's doing a, a, a fabulous job in, in for me and not as good side as, as Ollie was doing last year, so it's... Uh, it's, uh, it'd be interesting to see if he can if he can make the step up and or make it e- as easy as Ollie Watkins did for Villa. Yeah, yes, hundred um, percent. Oh, that is interesting. I don't know how true it is. Leslie Cook says, "I heard Steven Gerrard might be going to Spurs as manager if uh, Mourinho's uh, Mourinho goes." I tell you, well, one thing I will say, I cursed Spurs because uh, about I think two months ago, whenever we did all those Premier League predictions, I said I could see Spurs winning something just because of how Jose Mourinho is, he's got a point to prove, and they were looking real good. They've had a couple of big injuries, and all of a sudden, they look dire. The last two weeks, they have looked terrible. Um, I don't think Steven Gerrard goes to any other Premier League club except Liverpool, ever. Mm. Or certainly, before he gets the Liverpool job, in my opinion. That's just my opinion, though. Um, (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. Cough right into the mic. Um, so, uh, that's any other business for this evening. We are now going to have a look at the championship games. But uh, before we do that, quick, uh, quick word from our sponsor. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, big thank you to Bespoke Financial. Bespoke Financial specialises in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. Uh, As I mentioned, they got a special offer on at the moment earlier on in the show uh, so please check them out and of course we thank them for sponsoring the show um, and just also another quick word uh, welcome to any away day radio uh, listeners because i know they've uh, recently shared the link for the show and uh, so welcome to all of you guys if you're tuning in now for the first time to talk some championship football uh, don't forget to subscribe to the youtube channel as well click the bell and you'll be able to keep up to date on upcoming shows and guests including the andy campbell football show on Monday where uh, last week Andy we had a belter and uh, this Monday we have another one yes we do we've got um, we've got a good friend of mine um, I came across this uh, this guest uh, right at the start of my career um, he was playing for Harlepool United at the time um, and I, I came across his dad his dad was a good a good football coach good football man but our guest on Monday is is ex Harlepool United midfielder and Ipswich town hero and legend Tommy Miller. So to be a be a, nice. be a very good one. And Tommy's current nice. he's current I think he might even be interim manager at Spennymo because Jason's Jason's left his post. So uh, but okay. he's definitely assistant manager at Jason Jason Ainsley before. But um yeah, he's uh, he's a he's a proper footballing man. He's um, very passionate about what he does. So yeah, really really looking forward to this one. 
Good stuff, yeah, I can't wait. We've got some great guests over the next couple of days. Uh, next couple of shows, it's going to be phenomenal. And, of course, we've got the MMA shows and all the other phenomenal stuff. Uh, so tune in, check it out. But uh, let's have a look then, and at uh, last weekend's Championship Football. Uh, so we had the full full fixtures on Saturday, but uh, midweek was only uh, partial, partial. Uh, yeah, hand, handful. Partial Saturdays Saturdays wasn't great. To be honest, there wasn't a lot of goals. Apart if you take if you take one game out of it, obviously it was a standout game with with plenty of goals. But the weekend started with uh, Norwich against Middlesbrough. It was the early kickoff. Um, everybody tell everybody telling me that Middlesbrough would win. It was never going to happen. Um, it wasn't a very good game. I was very dull, very bored. Um, Middlesbrough set up to defend. Norwich set up to score one goal. And, um, and didn't really happen for both teams. So uh, Middlesbrough will be a happy out of the two, obviously, getting a clean sheet. Norwich were, um, were huffing and puffing, and then they had a man sent off for a, uh, two yellows. He deserved a red card. But uh, Neil will be happy to get a point on the road. Indeed. Yeah, I think so. I think... Um... Any team playing Norwich at the moment is probably taking a point, mate. At the end of the day, um, yeah, just they're just that good. Um, Birmingham City, I think, are doing pretty well this year. They yeah, uh, they, they drew with Coventry and uh, and Bella, yeah. one of my uh, my players of the season so far. Yeah, strange game because obviously it was the um, the St Andrews derby, so to speak. So uh, both games are playing at St Andrews, and it must be difficult because they're playing behind closed doors getting changed in different changing rooms so yeah listen a local derby an important game but um, one thing I will say Mark Robbins has, has done a fantastic job keep saying it week in week out can't underestimate how good of a job he's done um, what about managers by the way who, who who are standing out he is impressing me every single week uh, with the way that he attacks games the way that he goes for games and, and goes for results because they could easily sit and defend or try to defend like um, like Wickham do and, and like other teams do from coming up and they don't do that. They try and win the football match, which is which is um, probably Luton and Barnsley-esque from last year. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Coventry City. Um, I, I really like, I love the way Birmingham have gone about their business over the last couple of years. Obviously, we talked about last season um, a lot and the season before. Um, well, the end of the season before. Like, I just I like their young squad full of uh, academy players and just the way they go about their business mixed with a little bit of experience. But Coventry... And Mark Robbins have just come up, and it's like uh, there's no intimidation or anything about it. It's just we're going to just play our way. We're going to go about it. We're going to try and win football matches, and that's what I like. Is they're not trying to accrue draws and just pick up points where they can. They are looking for wins. Um, yes, didn't come off against Birmingham, but um, I like it. My worry for them would be is if another club is going to be looking for a manager, i.e., Cardiff City. Just for an example, are they going to look at Mark Robbins? If they're doing yeah, their due, due diligence, mate, they'll mm. at least have a look at him. Oh, listen, you've got you've got to give credit where credit's due, and uh, he's he's had a bit of a uh, he's he's earned his stripes as Mark. You know what I mean? He's he's had some tough jobs um, and learnt the hard way and 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 and, and battled through. You know what I mean? Being a, being the Coventry manager looks like a good job and a big job. It's a big club history. But they haven't got their own ground. It's so difficult, you know. And so there must be transfer implications and money obligations and and, and, and issues in, in in his in his way. But you know what? He gets on with it. He's professional, and uh, and gets gets the job done, which is the most important bit. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, next up, Blackburn Rovers one, Luton Town nil. Yeah, uh, listen, 
any clean sheet in the championships uh, a, a good result. But Luton have uh, have, have turned the turned the tide this season. They, they attack in a different way. They they score a lot more goals. So for Blackburn to keep a clean sheet, which doesn't happen very often, by the way, because they're quite um, gung ho, so to speak, and score a lot of goals, but let a lot in at the same time. So Tony will be pleased to get that victory. Um, you know, I mean, closer than probably expected and wanted it to be, but uh, but uh, Blackburn are probably under underachieving still. I still expect them to have a push for the um, for the playoffs or, or towards the top ten. Um, but listen, we have to wait. We have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, indeed. As you know, mate, I thought Blackburn were going to do particularly well this year. Um, Luton, I've been impressed with, man. I think they're having a good yeah, season. Yeah, they're doing great. They look like they're going to be comfortably safe. Which I'm happy to say, you know, a proper football club, and they, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd like them to keep going. Um, Blackburn, I'm a little bit disappointed with them. The squad, they, the players they brought in, and the squad that they already had, I was expecting a a run for top three. I gotta be honest, I thought yeah. they were that good, but there's still time, still time, my friend, still time. Yeah, I agree. Beating Luton, no mate, no mean, no mean feat at the moment. No, 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 listen, you've got to you, do it. You've got to yeah, be using yeah, like, well, you. And listen, Sai, you know what I mean? It, it, the, the, the way the, the game panned out and, and scoring a late goal again, you know what I mean? Adam Armstrong again, you know what I mean? So Tony would Tony probably would have taken a nil-nil draw, but kept Alan, kept Alan, uh, Adam Armstrong because, you know what I mean? Yeah. People get this reputation for scoring late goals. It would have been interesting to see if they did get a bit of the window for him and um, or if uh, if everybody was, was scared off by a, by a huge transfer fee. Yeah, 100%, mate. Hundred um, percent. Brentford seven. Yeah. Wickham Wanderers two. It's funny, you know. I watched. Oh. Um, I watched Sky Sports last. Was it Saturday, uh, Wednesday night? Gareth Ainsworth was on, um, talking about the game, and do you know what? He was very upbeat, very professional. He was absolutely amazing. Um, he said that it wasn't a seven-two game, and I watched the highlights, and you know, I mean, two-two at half-time, absolutely fantastic. You know, I mean, one-nil down, one-all, two-one down. Got the, got back to two-two just before half-time, and then all of a sudden, the second half starts, and you. You find yourself four-two um, down after 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 an after an hour, and then the game dies off a little bit. You know what I mean? And then to uh, to concede three goals in the last nine minutes is 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 where your problem lies. Because for me, Si, you've already lost the game. So four-two doesn't look too bad. You know what I mean? You'll take it on the chain. You go to the training ground tomorrow on Monday and you get on with it. But four to seven doesn't need to happen for me. You know what I mean? You don't need to don't need to go and try and win the game because you're not going to you're not, not going to get back in the result. You know what I mean? For me. Just shut up shop, finish the game, take the defeat and move on. But seven must knock confidence severely, unfortunately. Well, another team did similar on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. They didn't shut up shop when they had a player sent off and they paid for it. They didn't shut up shop when they were 4-0 down at half-time and they paid for it. And I mm -hmm. felt like Wickham Wanderers did exactly, they fell into the same trap yeah. in that they were but, so, why, why multiple keep... goals down and didn't... Why does it keep happening? What's the what's the what did what do managers, players, coaches? What do they think? Do they think we've got to go for it to 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 appease to appease supporters? You know what I mean? Because you're going to lose every, the game anyway. So, but every every big manager, whether it be Jose, Fergie, whoever, everyone's taken a big beating on their day one once upon a time, and the, what the top managers do is when they go four 0 down, they make sure nine times out of ten that it doesn't get embarrassing or more yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. They're a four 0 win, and they'll play on the break, and they'll they'll sit in, make sure it doesn't get to five, six, seven, and then if they can pinch a goal or two or you know whatever it may be, um, is it naivety? Is it inexperience at this level? 
a Brentford just that good? You know, maybe probably a combination of all those. Yeah, things. I, think, I think I think it's a combination. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't look too much into it. Listen, confidence of players. He, you know, what I mean, you, you let you, you let the fifth goal in. Yeah. It's five. Is it's quite a big number anyway. So six to six and seven really count if you get the five and six. But for me, don't let it get past four. You know, what I mean, if you lost the game already, just 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 move on. Shut up shop. Yeah, at the end of the day, mate, it's um, Wickham are not going to be staying up, uh, winning the games against Brentford. Then are the games which they're expecting to win or hoping to win and get points from. No. The games which they need to get points from and the teams in and around them at the end of the day. Totally um, agree. So it'll be um, interesting to see. Wickham have got to react positively to that um, because it is a big, heavy loss. Uh, next up. Cardiff City versus Millwall, my friend. Oh dear. Yeah, uh, listen. Um, obviously, the manager changed um, formation. He went. He went to five at the back, uh, which didn't surprise me uh, with the way that the game went um, previously. Um, uh, he brought in Flint, Sean Morrison, and Nelson played players as the three, uh, which is three obviously strong players. Obviously, Aiden. Um, it's got a it's got an own goal. You know what I mean? Cardiff City losing again at the comeback. Um, yeah, it's disappointing. So we can't, they can't keep doing it. But for me, the amount of chances they had on goal, um, the, the you said that though, the, the dominated. It's a positive. Yeah, that many chances you've, they you've created. Got, you've got to look at the positives. The positives are for me. Um, uh, the dominated the game after they were they were behind. The chances are created. The set pieces are created. The, the, the amount of time they had in the opponent's box. Um, they got the equaliser, so they're still unbeaten under the new manager. Um, yeah, listen. You can look at the negatives as well. That they haven't won a game mm. in two games. But you, for me, I've got. I think you've got to look at the positives. Um, and you can't really judge somebody with somebody else's players. He's still getting to know players. He's, he's, he's used already uh, a number of players, um, which obviously surprises everybody because he's trying to get the right fit in the right areas. He's trying to get the right fit yeah. for the right formation. He's trying to find the best possible um, solution to get the results on the pitch. And at the minute. He's doing all right, you know. What I mean, you, you've got to. You can only judge on uh, on what he's doing. And uh, for me, I, I'm I'm quite impressed with what he's done. I like the fact that he's changed formation twice in two games. So I'll be. I mean, I'm intrigued tomorrow to see what he does. Because if you're an you're an opposing manager, does he play three? Does he play four? Mm. Does he? Yeah. What's he going to do? And and if he doesn't, then who's going to second guess him the week after? Because then he could go back to somewhere else. He could refer back to another one. That's the sign of a good manager for me. He's certainly got the yeah. players to, 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 to do well. He's certainly got some good players to put in certain areas, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I agree with what you said earlier on about, about being a little bit thin up top. If he's going to overuse Kiefer Moore, for example, because he's his main centre forward, he's going to have to keep playing him. I just hope that he stays injury free because he's already had an injury this year, which is with his hamstring. And normally, his injury like that can, can reoccur. And I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I just don't want to tempt fifth. Yeah, Cardiff be in trouble, I think, if Kiefer Moore gets in like a long-term sort of injury which keeps him out for a few games because we haven't got any strikers now. Um, look, whilst I agree with everything you just said and I, I am happy that Mick McCarthy isn't just going with the norm, like the, the team and the players that Neil Harris has been playing, he's trying to find what he likes and his fit and his formation and, and personnel. I love that. I'm glad of that. I'm glad that he's not just reverting to type. But... You don't win points for possession, time in the box, chances created. You have to make it count. Cardiff have good enough players to make those chances, to convert those chances and, and make that possession and, and um, stuff count. 
and they just need to get it right. Um, and like you said, like we mentioned, someone mentioned earlier, like jokingly, about Cardiff being relegated. For me, if Kiefer Moore gets injured, we could be in trouble because I don't see anyone else scoring the goals that he scored now. Um, oh, we did sign Waters, though, didn't we? From yeah. uh, that League but, One strike. Yeah, but, so, you, know, yeah, you never from, know from, what from, you're going to get from, with him. From cr- well, yeah, from Crawley. And, and, and it's, it's not wanting to put too much pressure on somebody's side. That's, that's the thing for me mm. there. You know, He's still only young. Um, he's done well in League One. But to come... Um, so it'd be a lot of pressure on him if yeah to come to the to come to the, champ, to come to the championship is a, is a is a different animal and it's a big jump. Managers say it's a big jump, players say it's a big jump. So you know, I mean, you've got to you've got to give him an opportunity and a chance to uh, to get to find his feet, so to speak. Yeah, uh, Leslie, I'll get to your question in uh, in just a minute. Um, Derby County won Bristol City nil. We're going to speed up a bit now, mate. Um, yeah, um, good result for Derby. I think uh, Bristol City massively underachieved all year, uh, but I've got an early goal for. Uh, Kazim Richards, uh, experienced centre forward, uh, really good result for Derby. It got him out there, got him out the bottom three, um, and with the signs that they've made, I think they can uh, can look a little bit high up the table for me now, with Wayne in charge. Uh, Rob Lay, we uh, we discussed that right at the start of the show. Uh, in any of the business, in detail, in fact, the Mendes Lang stuff. So I won't um, kind of go back over the uh, the same thing again. But we did. We spent a good uh, five minutes, ten minutes on it. Uh, it's the first thing we talked about, I believe, so you'll have to check back, I'm afraid, my friend. Um, but thank you for joining us from Australia. There's another accent for you. Um, my accent's made to Scottish, <laughs> Irish, Australian. Was that Australian? Fire. Was that Australian? Was, of course it was Australian. Was it? You thought That's I was true. bloody Shane Mangle from <laughs> Neighbours then. Come on. Uh, Come Shane on. Mangle. That's a blast from the past, I, that one. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, it's when I blast out the Scouse one, you want to be worried. Um, I got a phenomenal Scouse accent, by the way. Huddersfield won, Stoke City won. Yeah, another another red card for Stoke City as well. Um, you know, what I mean, it, it, disappointing. Obviously, they came from behind. Stephen Fletcher got the equaliser. Um, Norrington Davies got himself sent off with a straight red card. Uh, Stoke have drawn too many games. For me, Stoke City needs to win more football matches, and if they're going to, they have aspirations to get in the playoffs and beyond. They can't afford to keep drawing. You know what I mean? I know they're tenth in the league, but they've drawn so many games. It's uh, it, it's 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 quite scary. Yeah, it is. Out, it, with their squad the last, as well. They've drawn three out of the last five, and, and that's you know what I mean. It's it's uh, they haven't won in they haven't won in the last nine. You know, it's, it's, madness, it's yeah, it's, it madness. Is. Um, I know we've just been on Derby, but I'm just going to skip back to them because uh, Clive Firth just sent in a question about Derby. He said, "What do you think of Derby signing Lee Gregory on loan?" Uh, and then he said, another ex shaman Yeah, obviously I know Clive really well. Uh, close mm-hmm. friend of mine. Um, Lee Gregory, uh, yeah, another um, another ex-Halifax Town player. I think it's a really good signing, Clive, I really do. I think uh, I think quite shrewd in um, in bringing him in. He'll get more game time than he was doing it at, uh, at Stoke City. I think um, I think with uh, with the players that, that Derby have, you've got your Waghorns, you've got your Kazim Richards, I think he'll fit in really well. He's a goal scorer, he's got a lot of goals from Millwall, so mm-hmm. I believe that he needs he needs to play. How can you I'll go back to my main point I always say, how can you score goals when you sat on your backside? It's impossible. So you know I mean he needs to play. And when he does play, he will score goals. Because I know uh, Clive will tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm sure that Lee Gregory had a great track record with uh, with one Jamie Vardy when he played for played for Halifax Town. I think it's a cracking signing, ideally, Gregory. Um, Dean Lawrence will come back to your question along with uh, someone else's, I think it was Leslie's, after we've done the games, mate. Um, 
<clears throat> but we will not, you know, I won't miss it. So uh, let's go. Uh, next up, Barnsley versus Forest. Forest may have three of the best championship strikers of recent times, mate, but they can't score for Toffee. No, listen, but when you're only playing one of them up front, this week he played uh, Lewis Grabbin, um, and Lyle Taylor was on the bench and didn't come on. Um, so you're bringing another centre forward in. Are you going to play two and give yourself a better chance to score goals? Are you going to keep reverting to the one, uh, which is. For me, it's quite negative. You know, what I mean, they're not scoring enough goals. Side they need to win games, and for me, at home to Barnsley, that was an opportunity for them to to get all three points because they've got the players. But the results are, are what's counting at the minute. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, Barnsley uh, now winless for five games after what was a spectacular run for a while. Um, you know, I think they'll be all right, though, mate. They um, they've won. They've accrued enough wins early in the season. That they can afford to have a bit, a few draws now, and and maybe have their little wobble, because I think they they did well enough early on, mate, which is not always the case with them. Uh, not sure whether how much trouble they could find themselves in if the run was to keep going, but when you look at past seasons, Barnsley have been right in the relegation mix, and they're you know they're twelfth yeah. now, sitting pretty, mate, um, like Luton Town, isn't it? Those two were fighting for relegation last year. Yeah, and um, their, like I say, their form, early season form this year, has probably meant that they're safe this year already, which mm, I think totally is agree. phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing achievement so far. Uh, two red, well, one form team and one team which has been impressive. Rotherham one, Swansea City three. Ah, oh, listen, uh, I watched Rotherham against Middlesbrough and they absolutely blew them away. So I was expecting them to give Swansea a game. Um, but Swansea blew them away, especially in the first half. I thought, uh, I thought the excellent. You know what I mean? Run about signing side and, and, and players making a difference. Connor, Connor Hulahan made a huge difference to Swansea. You know what I mean? He, he, he complements the way they play. He's, 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 he's amazing with the way they do it, and it's fantastic. Rotherham got back in the game on, on 65 minutes, and then Fulton came on in 74 and scored straight away from his first touch. So substitutions don't get any better than that as well. So Swansea are doing something right. They're on fire. Uh, big game for them tonight against Norwich City, but. Um, let's see how they, how they fare against the best sides as well. They're going to win the league, mate. <laughs> um, Rob Lay is joining us from Australia. Uh, I just want to wish him well. Uh, it's 4am there. He's not sleeping very well because he's had neck surgery and some bone taken off his hip and put into his neck with a steel plate. Um, I know only too well what it's like to have spinal fusion and spinal surgeries. It is not pleasant. So get well soon, mate, and we appreciate you... Uh, Using us to take your mind off yeah. the pain, my friend. Fantastic effort. Soon. Um, so, yeah, I, as I quietly said just now, I've got a bad feeling uh, about who's going to win the league, mate. Uh, yeah, listen, you've got to give them credit. You know what I mean? The, 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 yeah. the, 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 apart from one game this season against Derby, they've been a standout performers. So, you know what I mean? Against Cardiff, the, the, the tactics were picture perfect and they've done it so many times this season. Away from home, they're excellent. Um, so let's we'll see if it continues. Spawn, spawn. Sheffield Wednesday one. Uh, Preston North End nil, mate. Yeah, surprised really. Surprised with uh, with how how that game went. Liam Palmer got the winning goal just before half time. Um, keeping things. When I see which, Liam Palmer, sorry, which doesn't happen. You, mate. When I sorry to interrupt you, but um, when I see Liam Palmer I, and Sheffield Wednesday, I automatically think, is that Carton Palmer's son? It's probably not, but. It's just the thought of it. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, he was legendary for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. I'll find out now. 
But um, you go back to it. Sorry, mate, for interrupting yeah, you. Yeah, no, I just, I just such think a it, benign question. It's a great, uh, a great result. You know, I mean, they don't keep many clean sheets. Sheffield Wednesday and uh, Preston are free scoring, so it's uh, for me. I think it's a quite a freak result, and um, there were some good results apart from Wickham um, for the for the bottom sides on Saturday. So I think the the, the bottom half um, probably did did a little bit better than the top half. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, so then we had we moved on to the midweek. Uh, so the only partial uh, fixtures we had. Uh, Rotherham smashed Derby three one, which I was very oh sorry that's the Wednesday mate. Ignore me. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. come back. Millwall, to that one. Millwall Norwich on the Tuesday. It's the Barbie, first one. Uh, BBC set the results up really weird yeah. where they yeah Millwall uh, Millwall Norwich uh, it was the early early one on Tuesday. And another nil nil draw for Norwich. Disappointed, you know. I mean the. Keep more clean sheets, which is which is impressive. But they need more goals. They need to bring more goals to the party. Um, but listen, they're having a great season, a bit unbeaten in, in quite a long time, and uh, which is fantastic for them, really. You know what I mean? But they're obviously a big game tonight now, uh, which will separate the the week from the from the chaff, so to speak. Indeed. Um, so then next up, we had Bournemouth versus Sheffield Wednesday. With Sheffield Wednesday, who've been struggling to get yeah. the old uh, points on the board. Yeah, well, we um, spoke about picking up a win. Yeah, spoke about the, obviously the, the beating Preston and then the goal there in confidence. Um, Callum Patterson scores after 44 minutes just before half time, and um, and then uh, Bournemouth get back level through a standard size penalty. And you think it's going to be only one winner, but then Jordan Rhodes pops up in the last minute, scores the winner, and Jason Tindall loses his job. And you know, what I mean, it's a fantastic week for Sheffield Wednesday. Six points, which uh, which it gives them an opportunity to stay up now. You know, we take them six points off them, it leaves them with 19 points. Now they've got 25. It just looks so different. Our, our week can change at club's fortune. Yeah, things change, especially in the championship. They change so quickly, mate, don't they? The yeah. things. Uh, Nottingham Forest uh, picked up a couple of goals and a win. Lewis Grabham and uh, an own goal was enough to beat Coventry City. Yeah, listen, we, we say about... Um, uh, about changing formations and things, obviously you said how, how good Mike Robbins has done. I still think he has. Uh, Lewis Graham got the equaliser, and then wrong goal from Rose um, was that was was a difference between the sides. Uh, he went for grabbing up front again. Lyle Taylor was sub, didn't get on again. That's two games he hasn't got on, so um, he'll be disappointed. But especially with the new signing coming in, it'll it'll cause. Um, uh, it'll cause competition for places, but it'll push players on. Lewis Grabbin will know he needs to perform now because he'll, he'll have people breathing down his neck. And competition for places is always a good thing. Indeed, we missed out um, the Monday game, which I'll go back to now. But uh, Wickham drew with Birmingham City nil nil. Um, listen, for what happened to Wickham on uh, on Saturday, I think this is a fantastic result to keep a clean sheet. So from letting seven into uh, to drawing nil nil is a great result and a great and a great return. Yes, Gareth will be disappointed because Birmingham had, had a man sent off, but uh, I think the bigger picture is after getting letting seven in back on the training ground, keeping a clean sheet is a is a fantastic achievement. And then the Monday game was Watford one QPR two. Yeah, well, obviously our guest on Monday will have been, uh, will have been delighted um, in yes, the end. Obviously, was. Charlie Austin got the equaliser and then, and then Albert Dorma scored the winner in the in the 90th minute. Troy Deeney scored a penalty. A freak result. I think that just uh, sums up QPR all, all over, really, that <clears> they can have a, a very poor season and then go and beat Watford away from home. So it's it's uh, it's the championship in in a nutshell, I think. they got some players, mind. Albert Dorma, yeah. I feel like he scored a couple of 90-minute goals uh, yeah. recently. I might be wrong. Definitely, I think he scored at least one of the goal in the winner in the 90th minute recently. I'll have to check that in a minute. Um, and then the Wednesday, we start with the Rotherham beat 
Derby 3-1. Bit of a shock, mate, but yeah. the other one have been pretty solid all season, even though their league position says otherwise. Yeah, listen, the three, the three late, latest goals as well, the first goal in 76 uh, and then two goals in the last 10 minutes and Wayne won't be happy, you know, that he, he'll have expected to, uh, yeah, he to go there and, and, and win that game and he integrated a couple of his new players, it didn't, it didn't work out, so he'll be back on the training ground because that was a six-pointer, you know, when you're playing against sides who, uh, yes, Rotherham have picked up, but they're still potentially going to be in and around there. Indeed, mate. Um, so I was just looking at that. Yeah, it's a it's a bad result that is for Derby, isn't it? But yeah. it, equally, it's a good result for Rotherham to go and beat someone like Derby. But as I said earlier, it's probably not going to be beating the likes of Derby and and Watford and and Brentford or Norwich that are going to keep these teams up. They've got to get those points against the teams up, you know, up and around them. Um, they've, got their, they've got their own little league table sign and, and as long as they beat the teams in around them they, sh- they should be okay yeah absolutely mate um, Brentford 3 Bristol City 2 oh an amazing game um, Bristol City went ahead after a couple of minutes um, and then Brentford turned it around just before half time Canos scored a hat-trick at Cardiff City didn't he about a month ago um, and then Ivan <laughs> Tony, uh, um, and then, and then Godot scored um, listen Bristol City just massively underachieved I just I can't work them out. You've got you've got a huge squad, but they they let loads of goals in, score a lot of goals as well. But they just they never seem to they just flat to flat to deceive all of the time. Yes, indeed, it's uh, such a weird one because they've got such a strong, big squad full of proven championship talent, yeah. and they just cannot get a, any sort of run together. Um, I've scoured the internet up and down. And uh, I cannot find any evidence of Liam Palmer's family tree. That it's, a good, Palmer it's a good rumour. It's a good rumour. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. I'm just going to start that now. Everyone who's watched, so everyone who watches the show, tell at least one person that Liam Palmer is related to Carlton Palmer, and we'll see how far it goes. Yeah, just don't um, tag me. In, just don't tag me in on Twitter. Don't tag Andy <laughs> at Andy Campbell thirty two. Um. And that is the championship football for the week. Obviously, today we have uh, Swansea versus Norwich, which kicks off in about 10 minutes. Um, so, Cade Childs wants to know, do you have a Cardiff or Borough badge tattoo? I don't have one tattoo at all. I do. Naked. Yeah, so, no tattoos for you. Naked. Um, Dean Lawrence asked who we think is going to get promoted from the championship and who we think is going to get relegated. But before you answer that, Leslie asked, what do we think the score in the Middlesbrough game tomorrow will be? Um, listen, you can only go on your on your last uh, your last performance. I thought Saturday was a, uh, was a very good display. Um, obviously, playing Brentford tomorrow is a, is a different animal. The way that they attack will nail try and win the game will he will he set up the same way that he did uh, at Norwich and try and not lose the game I think for me Brentford are on fire the way that they're scoring goals um, so for me I, I, I can't see I can't see Middlesbrough getting a result I think it's going to be 3-1 to Brentford um, Brentford are on form and I think ultimately that probably means that Borough might struggle but Neil Warnock mate you know, just never know what he's, what he can get from his teams um, I re- and the uh, Borough's transfer business has been bang on for me. Mm-hmm. They've addre- they looked at what they needed and they got it. And yeah. that's how you go about transfer windows for me, mm. particularly the, that January window. 
you you have to get it right um and if you're going to pick pay, pick players up you've got to address what you need and get it in straight away yeah. um so uh, to finish us off mate before we go to dean's question We've got uh, our two ups and two downs for the week. Let's start with the negative. What is your first down of the week? Um, I'm going to go for um, uh, Norwich City's player who got sent off against Middlesbrough, which I can't recall his name. I'm going to find it now, though. So mm. it was... Um, I'll get it wrong anyway. So it was Buendia. I just thought it was just very rash. Poor tackle, already on a yellow card. And then to protest his innocence, I just thought it was just just really poor. You know what I mean? Just an ill-timed tackle. Didn't need to happen. You know what I mean? You're playing for a side who's in control of a football match, possession-wise, and, and to do a, a tackle like that didn't, didn't need to happen. Yeah, I agree, mate. Um, my down is uh, Wickham Wanderers as a whole, tactically yeah, against Brentford, to, uh, to, what were they, 4-5-4-0 four, four down or something at half-time? Or just after half-time? I think they were 4-0 down after... 50 minutes so to not shut up shop then was poor yeah. and they paid for it but mm. you know as I, I suppose on the other hand they were 4-2 it, it wasn't 4-0 it was 4-2 but like once you get to sort of 5-2 6-2 come on yeah. just lock it up a bit don't embarrass yourself from a scoreline point of view yeah. but there we go um, what's your second down, mate? Uh, my second down is Derby County's second half display against Rotherham. I thought was just disastrous, you know, to let three goals in the last 12 minutes against the side in the round. It's just not good enough, you know. You've got to try and win games. And after the clean sheet on Saturday, to go into a midweek game, for me, in a bigger game, you see the game out, you don't need to go gung-ho and, 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 and you stay the game as long as you can. When you want to down, yes, stay in the game as long as you can, but don't go 2-3. Two, three, nil down with with fifteen minutes, uh, with twelve minutes to go. Just stay in the game as long as you can, and Nick and equalise the last last few minutes. Yeah, good shout, mate. Good shout. Um, my second down is uh, Cardiff City and the handling of Nathaniel Mendes Lang, and I would caveat that with general transfer, uh, not activity, but just their their methods of transfer. This this transfer committee and. Not having a football person on it, it's not working for me. It needs to be binned and sorted, I've got to be honest. That's just my opinion though, mate, and that's what it's all about, is opinions. Um, let's go to the positives. What is your first up? Uh, my first positive and my first up is, is Brentford going forward. Uh, ten goals in a week, doesn't get any better than that. You know what I mean? Ten goals in two games, um, seven and a three. Two home victories, three points. Um, yes, they're letting four goals, but you know what I mean. Must be a, must be a, amazing being a, watching the Brentford because uh, I thought they were good last year going forward. But this year they look like they've, they've gone to another level again, which is crazy. I think. Yes, madness, isn't it? Um, especially when you look at the players that they lost in the, over the last year. There's two of their best strikers to 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 come back the way they have is impressive. Um, and my first step, I've gone for Middlesbrough's transfer business because I. Um, was been very very impressed with uh, what they've done. Really Great impressed. Yeah, like um, Balassi, Fisher, uh, Mendes, Lang, Wing. Uh, yeah, not Wing. Uh, wing was out. Um, the other Wing, I can't remember his name. But I just think Middlesbrough's transfer business and Warner has probably pulled a couple of hats, uh, a couple of rabbits out of the hats there, mate. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. What else you got? 
Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna go for Fisher uh, individually, but uh, for his, his man of the match display uh, for Middlesbrough. But I've gone for Wickham Wanderers uh, midweek, killing cheek because I just think have to get him beat seven. I think you've got to give credit where credit's due to players, manager. You know, what I mean, that they'll have been hurting all day Saturday night, all day Sunday, all day Monday, and going into a, a big game in midweek against Birmingham City, who were no mugs by the way as well. We've got Hogan, Jukovic, etc. Going forward, so um, I think Gareth's got to take some credit for. Uh, for bringing his side back to where, where they need to be and getting a, a massive point against a good side. Yes, indeed. Um, and I've gone for a player as well for the last one. I was torn. Um, I was going to give it to Kiefer Moore for scoring a goal, and I think someone put it in the James has put it in the chat as well. He scored his 10th goal of the season, but he was injured while he did it. Um, but I went for Bella uh, from Birmingham. And I just been very impressed with his recent performances. Yeah. Got grabbed grabbed a goal to uh, help Borough Birmingham get a draw. Was just happy with it, and uh, yeah, good good stuff. Um, so that's the ups and downs, mate. So to finish us off, if anyone's got any questions, you can send them in for the next five minutes or so. Uh, Dean Lawrence asked us, mate, uh, who we think is going to go up and down for the championship. So we'll start with. Who's going to get relegated, in your opinion? Um, in the, from the championship, I think. Uh, oh gosh, uh, I think Wickham will go down. Unfortunately, um, I think the gap is a is a huge gap so far. Um, I think Rotherham will go, even though they've they've had a better season. Um, and I've got a feeling Birmingham City might get dragged into it. I don't know why. I don't think. I, don't, I, I just think they've they've got massive problems there. I think. I think. I think Sheffield Wednesday will, will get out of it. I think Derby said Derby County, Nottingham Forest. There'll be somebody brought into it. I'm not sure who, but I'll go right this minute. I will go Birmingham, Rotherham, and Wickham. I would go with. Um, see, my heart. I don't want Wickham to go down. Yeah, well, I don't. Um, but I just think they're what six. Was it nine points adrift already from the yeah. team above them? Um, um, 11 points 11, out of relegation. 11, 11 yeah. from Birmingham. And I look at those three teams in f- outside of the relegation zone, Forest, Derby, County and Birmingham. They're all very, like, obviously, County, Derby and uh, Forest are very good football teams, massive clubs. And the, win- and, and the players and the players are brought in as well. Yeah, the players they brought in and also Birmingham are very experienced in the relegation battle. Um, they've been there before, done it. So I think it's going to be difficult. <sighs> The teams which worry me above that, Cardiff and QPR, um, both very inconsistent. So they could both go on a bad run and suddenly yeah. get sucked into it. Obviously, from a Cardiff point of view, I don't want that to happen. I am worried about it. I'd be lying if I wasn't. Um, Cardiff season's going to go one way or the other for me. They're busy like playoffs or relegation. Um, I'm going to go with uh, QPR, Birmingham. No, QPR... Sheffield Wednesday and Wickham. Ooh. I think one club's going to get sucked into it alongside Wednesday and yeah, Wickham. And I, I think, yeah, I think Rotherham are going to survive. <clears throat> but um, I'd be interested in what guy people think uh, in the chat, like who you think is going to go down from a championship. <clears throat> Let us know. Uh, right, who do you think, Andy, is going to win the championship this year? Uh, I, I've, I've said Norwich all the time, so I'm going to I'm going to stick with Norwich. I think uh, I think on paper they've got the best they've got the best players. Uh, they've had the best season so far. Yeah, I know that means for nothing towards the end of the season. Still loads loads a long way to go, but I still think um, I think Norwich will win the league. 
Um, I'm going to go for Brentford to get automatic promotion because, and it's not because of Swansea, by the way, if, before people say, I just think Brentford will have learnt from what happened last year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah um, I agree with that. So I think, they'll, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be scared of what happens, what, what, what happens if they don't go up. Uh, and I think Swansea will get promoted in the playoffs. I'd Ray, yeah, I agree with that. Um, so I'm going to maybe, maybe shock some people, but um, I'm going to go with, uh, I think Brentford will win the league. Similar to what you just said, I think they'll learn from last year. I think they and the form they're in, they're hitting form at the right time when there's lots yeah. of games to be played. So I think Brentford will win the league. I think Swansea will beat Norwich tonight, and then I think Norwich might be on the cusp of having a little bit of a wobble. They've had a massive good run, so they are due like a bit of a a bit of a wobble. So I'm going to go Brentford first, Swansea second. And I'm going to go with Middlesbrough to win the playoffs. Oof. I said it at the start of the season, mate. Oh, I said it about like five games in that I think that Borough might sneak into the playoffs. And then it's anyone's. So I'm going to go with that. Why not? I hope you're right. Uh, Kate Child says, who's the next championship manager to get sacked? Dean Holden from Bristol City. Uh, I just think they do they're, like, they're, they do like a, sacking managers. Though, they've they? had a really bad run. Um, they're not scared of sacking a manager. They have they have plenty. Um, a little bit like the players they've got. They've got loads of them, so they've got enough managers to to, to fill fill in the job. I, I'd be really disappointed for Dean because I know Dean as well pretty well. Um, I played with him when he was a Bolton Wanderers, uh, and uh, and listen, but it's he, it's a big job, a big job which comes with pressure, and. You based yourself on results, and uh, the last two games haven't been good enough. Um, they're not scoring enough goals. They're letting letting goals in quite regularly, and not getting the points that they need to uh, to sh- to go up that league. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's an interesting one, mate, isn't it? I um, yeah, next manager to be sacked, I believe, could be Karanka. Good shout. I think, um, he's Good shout. A little bit. Good shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ito could be as well. Which, listen, I'd be gutted for Ito, uh, but we just said that's a results business. It's a results business, yeah. and um, and you live he and die by the side. He hasn't quite got going, have he? Yeah. Uh, he hasn't quite got going. Um, both from a form point of view, and also I feel like they haven't quite established the the, the type of uh, solidity that he brings as a manager. They haven't quite been able to establish that yet. But you never know. You never know. Um, so, uh, Monday night, 7.30, we'll be back with the football show. And we'll be joined by X- uh, Ipswich uh, player, Tommy. Forgotten his second name. Miller. Jesus, sorry, Tommy Miller. Miller. My, mate, my, my mind went blank then. I was like, who did he play for? And every football club in my, in my mind went through except Ipswich. Yeah, Tommy Miller. I'm looking forward to that, mate. I've got to say, I really am looking forward to that. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Um, and, uh, of course, straight after this show, or straight after, give me 15 minutes or so, we'll be live with uh, Super Kev Unscripted, Friday night edition. Always a lot of fun. So, uh, so grab yourself a, a wee drink and come join us. Let us take your mind off some stuff. But, uh, you know, for Cardiff fans, I think someone said in the chat, Cardiff fans, being spoiled on Ace Podcast Nation tonight. Two legends, two shows, one channel. Join us. Yeah. And a massive thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever for all their support. Big, huge thank you. 
to Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show. And, uh, of course, a big thank you to the legend, the myth himself, Mr. Andrew Campbell. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure. Loved it. Loved it, as always. It's going to be... Uh, I'm really looking forward to Monday, mate. I really am. The next three shows, actually, when we were discussing it the other day, it was like, oh, they're going to be good. Going yeah, they doctors. are. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Looking forward to them. Got some big names coming for everybody. Yeah, oh, you know, Reese is just currently he's just reminding me. So after the show on Monday, we gave a hint, didn't we, about not this one, but the one after. And um, Reese Evans put a message on the YouTube to, uh, in the comments. He said, I've worked out who the legend is who's played in red and blue. He was really confident. And he said, it's Chris Gunter. <laughs> I said, no, it's not. No, it's not. Not, not indeed. No, it's not. But it's a good guess. Yes, yeah, a very guess. good guess. Very good it's a real good guess. I like that one. But uh, it's not far off, mate. It's not far off in some ways, but uh, not correct. But uh, yeah, Tommy Mellon Monday, join us. Hopefully, I'll see all of you people in about 20 minutes for Super Kev Unscripted because it's going to be fun. But in the meantime, we will see you next week. See you guys. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You know just what you want. You're the one I trust. And I always be around when I need some love, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.